822430. I've decided to take a closer look at Asylus's state of advancement. The technology has clearly evolved with the need. His network security is more advanced than most systems I've seen. Most nations on the planet are, in fact. And with advanced security comes advanced ways around it. Data mine technology the likes of which I've never seen. It's a good thing they're unaware of the Solaris. Her systems are woefully unprepared. Likely the only thing that would stop an incursion would be the language barrier. And I'm sure computer speed. I'm sure Yudo, or more likely Xanth, already sent word about this stuff to them, though. So they're probably already equipped to handle what the universe can throw at her in the future. Anyways, the reason for this log. This data mine tech they have is a modern marvel. A wonder the technology was lost. Well, not really. Not a necessity as the years go on. I've snuck a sample up here to the shuttle and have it hooked up to a rudimentary broadband scanner. I'm connected to their planetary network, their so-called internet. And I'm running a scan for anything unnaturally advanced on my thankfully intact onboard computer. I've come across... something interesting. There's... this technology being researched by a Silas. One he likely plans to use as a weapon. He's playing with minefields without so much as an accurate understanding of higher dimensional space. Either it was a stroke of luck, or Xanth or Yuta let something slip at some point. Regardless, Asylus is toying with powers outside of his control. Like a child playing with matches, he doesn't realize the power he could accidentally release if he does something wrong. We understood what we were doing, and we still screwed up. I screwed up. I'll let things play out, though. If things are fixed the way I think they are, it'll work itself out. I've weaseled access to the nation's technology out of Asylus. I've conscripted a number of talented people to research the materials processing I'll need. They've essentially got what I need, they just don't realize it. I've gotten what I hope is the correct combination of people together to invent the material. That way I can use it and rebuild this shit shuttle. Shouldn't be too hard to sneak a few plates of the stuff off of Earth. I'm certain I could convince Asylus of the material's usefulness and have him make his jets out of the stuff. Then all I'd need to do is go to a processing facility on the ground and nab what I need. Maybe even make the sheets myself. Once I get this thing airtight, I'll head into high orbit, make myself scarce, harder to find. Until then, I'm pretty reliant on Asylus's gullibility. As long as he thinks I'm an angel of God, he'll do what I ask. Ha, huh, speak of the devil. Asylus? Gabriel, we need to talk. You are too forward with Seraph. It's important, of the highest urgency. Asylus, I am here to help you, not to serve you. Remember this when addressing me. Yes, apologies, Gabriel. I forget my place. Much better. Now, what do you need, King? It's urgent. Come to me. Again, Asylus, I do not... I can't talk about it over the phone. Anyone could be listening. This connection is encrypted with a blessing by the Lord himself. No mortal can hear us. It isn't mortals I'm worried about. Ah, uh, so this deals with Satan himself. <laughs> Man's gone mad. Worry not, not even the Prince of Principalities can intercept this. I don't care, Gabriel. I need to talk to you face to face about this. Asylus. Gabriel, I demand your presence immediately. You are too forward, Asylus. You will address me with meekness or you will not address me at all. You will grace me with your presence or I will cut off your access to anyone in my kingdom. Do not toy with my patience, King, and do not test my will. You are a messenger of God and nothing more. I know God is on my side. Convene with God and tell me what he thinks you should do, O oh Holy One. Expect me.
This is Everlasting Beholders, a story of the immortals. In this episode, we'll explore the moon's surface with Yuda and explore feelings he thought he'd buried. Gabriel discovers that Asylus is tampering with forces of nature to meet his own goals as well. Welcome to Episode 2, Frustration. What is so urgent and secretive that you have to see me instead of speaking on the phone? Some things are just too sensitive to be said over the phone. Besides, body language and human frequency emissions can sometimes tell you more than words can. There is no need to be cryptic, Asalis. Say what you must say. I've given you full access to all of my country's most advanced technologies and even our top scientists. Your unrestricted access would be a grave and troublesome mistake for any other leader. But it is not my place to question the messenger of God. I am sensing great doubt in you, King. It's time I ask you for something, Gabriel. We've developed something called the poison filter. Surely you are aware of it. But it has been modified, and now we can use it to block cloaked frequencies that have been inhibiting the full capacity of the human brain, especially putting all of mankind in a fog state, unable to reach our fullest capabilities. I admit I am aware of this. What is its source, Gabriel? Tell me this. Asylus, I admire your acumen. You are certainly unlike most human beings. In another time, we could have been close friends, perhaps even rivals. You know, you have the uncanny ability to see and interpret things far beyond the scope of your immediate sources. I suppose this is why you made your way to become an absolute ruler. It is true there is a source, but it isn't what you think it is. It's not a technology, it is something else. Something else? If it's not unnatural, it must be natural. What sort of natural emissions might interfere with humanity like this? Ah, but what is unnatural about natural things creating? Is blood unnatural? Art? Death? Gabriel. And you are not one to be distracted either. Single-minded. All right, I'll answer your question. It is a being, a living, breathing, immortal monster. Where can I find this monster, and how can I destroy it? It would be immensely unwise to pursue this, Asylus. I strongly suggest you do not press me on this issue. You will not only put yourself and your country at peril, but the entire human race. And why is that? If it is a monster, it is clearly driven by nefarious impulses. It is not that simple. If you destroy this monster, you are destroying something fundamental, basic. Are you saying that this creature is part of something fundamental about the universe? Astute. Yes. And its separation from us is what gives us such power. This is unnatural. You should fear the evil it brings about. I am a man of God. I fear no evil. I am an angel of the Lord, am I not? I fear such evil. I thought angels felt no fear. I thought a man of God would know when to feel fear. Gabriel, don't think I don't know what you are. From the minute you showed up in Dr. Ezekiel's office, I knew there was something off about you. What sort of angel requires a phone to communicate? 
You then demand unlimited access to our best and brightest? Gabriel, you may be powerful, but you are no angel of God. Silas, times are changing. Prayer just doesn't work the way it used to. The phone was... Gabriel. Look, Silas, what matters is I'm here to help you. Your nation will fall, your Spartans will fail. I have seen my share of wars. You are a great commander, but you should know only to play with forces that you can control. Heed my words. If others learn what you have done, it will be the end of humanity. It's too late, Gabriel. I've already given the order. Xanth, I'm at the impact site. Well, on my way. I'm scouting out the reported plume. Nobody saw it approach, just evidence of the impact. A plume that's long gone. So you're finally done with your date then? Oh, haha. Very funny. Well, any sign of wreckage? See, that's the thing. Gabriel took a small shuttle. An impact would look like an asteroid. We have no way of telling for sure. Radioactives would have gone inert at the point heat signatures would be untelling. So look for... New impact sites. Yeah, I am. But it'd be a small impact. That's what I'm getting across here. This is going to take a while. Oh, I see. You're calling so you don't get bored. Um, basically, yeah. (sighs) Okay. Well, let's talk about this date of yours. Come on, let's hear all the salacious details. (laughs) Uh, how about not? Let's talk about your job. What's going on in the high-ranking official world? Well, as I'm sure you heard, Mexico is an American territory now. What? Did King Silas invade? Liberated is more like. The people went wild and executed government officials. It was rather spectacular. In marches, America apparently prepared for this and picked up the pieces. Now they have a 53rd state under their belt. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Here I thought you higher-ups had some grand plan to destroy America. Oh, that's still happening. All they're doing is spreading themselves thin. Let me tell you, man, the Mexican-American border is looking like Brandenburg Gate. King Asylus is one speech away from ordering Lord Alberto Vargas to tear down this wall. That was a hell of a day. Reagan was a good man. Maybe when he's not giving bigger stick politics to humanity. Let's not talk about politics right now, Xanth. We've been over this with every leader since Mesopotamia. (laughs) Pretty sure you started that. Hey, you let slip copper smelting back in Plochniku. What, 200 years after we got here? Oh, shut up. We could go at this all day. Let me ask you something. Isn't it a bit strange that America seemed ready for a Mexican rebellion? Sure, they were living in some pretty shit conditions, but there didn't seem to be malcontent from legions of people. That's something. Right. Most importantly, there were reports of people doing some pretty crazy things at the time. Like what? Throwing cars, catching bullets, killing people with their thoughts. Okay, then... Yeah. How reliable are the reports? Considering the reaction of the American government to these reports, not sure the reliability of the source matters. Reaction? Media blackout in the area. The reports are being suppressed. People either paid off or threatened to keep quiet. So how did you guys hear about it? Same way we heard about their new superweapon. Eyes in high places. Oh? Who's your mole? I'd tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Oh, ha ha ha. Very funny. I think I might have found the impact site. No signs of life. 
You sound so cool about possibly finding a body. Death is as natural to a human as life. This is still our friend. Was. He was our friend. Jesus, Yuta. Don't be so grim. I mean, in a literal sense. Not a grim sense. I lost all respect for him the moment he betrayed us. Betrayed us? Or like saved us. You sound like you're worshipping his actions. Just because I see why he did what he did doesn't mean I agree with him. I'm bringing the shuttle down now. Get back to me with results. Xantha out. Yuda to Solaris. Aphelion, Nocti, anyone reading this? Hey, what'd you guys find at the moon? Oh, we just got here. Oh? Didn't you say a week, like, last month? Yeah, it's been a while since we actually gave you a proper status report. I'm the only one with access to the shuttle right now. And why is that? You see, Xanth is a high-ranking official. Xanth? You're kidding. She's not in charge of anything. She's a secretary to the prime minister. (laughs) A secretary and then some. Yeah, yeah, she's sleeping with him too. Let's get past that. I thought she was just that good. Now we're doing this. The way she made it sound, they just sort of started sleeping together. Now I find out she's working for him, too? Impressive. What do you two even talk about when you get together? We usually talk philosophy. Seriously? Yeah. Usually it's just thought experiments, though. Is it moral to kill something if it has no purpose in an ecosystem and no sentient mind-space interaction, for instance? She's apparently pushing to eradicate mosquitoes in her home country of... Um... Canada? Seriously? Do you two not say anything about your status? What's the point? There's no protocol going on here. We're just friends chatting. We're not checking in on each other or anything. Whatever. Look, I'm at the crash site now. Hold on. What took you so long to get to the shuttle in the first place? I was busy. Monk stuff, you know. I'm here now, though. Should I get Nocti? Nah, no sign of a corpse. Why? Where is he? Below deck, working out. Working out? Why? To bulk up. The nanites in his bloodstream will heal the muscle before it has time to tear past a certain point, though. Yeah, I helped him turn them off. But if he gets injured... He'll be in a lot of pain, yeah. He wanted it, though. Why stop the kid? Our oath is one, the star pendant we all have a piece of. Are you really going to... We swear to keep each other safe and secure. And I... To prevent poor decisions, see imminent in others. Yeah, These star pieces around our neck are an extension of that oath. To, I... It happened once, and it can happen again. What are you... It happened with Gabriel. It can happen with Nocti. I thought you had forgiven Gabriel. So did I. You said you're at the crash site, right? Yeah. How's it look? Well, it looks like it was... A complete wreckage. The recovery box is here, though. I'll jack into it and see what's on it. Let me know. I'm a bit more than one minute outside of correcting burn. You get on that. <laughs> Expect a call from me soon. Yuta, you seem more stressed than usual. Is everything okay? Yeah, just... Yuta out. Jacob, my name is Gabriel. I work with your father. Um, hello, Gabriel. My father says not to talk with people I don't know unless he's present. Don't worry about that. He signed this for me. He's busy. He'd like us to have a talk. Signed a sheet of paper? Why would he not tell me in person? It was very last moment, son. How old are you now? Um, I'm... Let me tell you, hmm? 
You're older than you should be. Older than I should be? For this talk, that is. We're going to talk about an old story. Where is my father? Where is your brother? I'm not allowed to talk to people I don't know without my father present. I'm willing to bet you're not sure where Isaac is. Again, sir. I'm not allowed to- This is because Isaac is a free spirit. He's free to do what he will, that is assuming he's allowed to- I'm not allowed to speak- Similarly, as Silas, your father, is allowed to do as he pleases. Therefore, I'm not sure where he is. What do you do for my father anyways? I thought you weren't allowed to talk with people you didn't know. Asking questions isn't talking with someone. Now, tell me, what do you do? I'm his spiritual advisor. My father doesn't have a spiritual advisor. Guards! They can't hear you. They're just outside the door. Guards! Take this man away! They cannot hear you because I've frozen them. You what? Guards! You see, I can do many things. For instance... For you see, I am an angel of the Lord. And I am here to talk with you, as it is in your father's best interest that I do. An angel of God. Helping my father. Why? Simply because God wishes it. Now let's have a short talk, shall we? All right, Gabriel. What about? Do you know the story of Genesis? In the beginning, God created the... (laughs) I'll take that as a yes. Now, do you remember the story of Cain and Abel? Of course. Cain murdered his brother Abel out of jealousy. Excellent summary. Let me give you the interpretation of the story by Cain himself, shall I? Cain himself? As Cain saw the story, that is. Now listen closely. Once upon a time, a son, Cain, was born into a small family. He had a mother, a father, and God. Soon a second son was born, Abel. The sons would sacrifice a portion of their labors to God and divide the rest among their family. Abel was well-trained in animal husbandry, raising flocks for the family's meat. Cain, on the other hand, found solace and peace in raising plants. He grew fields of crops and reaped enough grains and vegetables to feed Abel's flocks. Now God gave respect to Abel's sacrifice. However, no respect was given to Cain's. This caused Cain to grow angry and sad. The Lord came down to speak with Cain, asking, What's causing your anger? Why are you sad? If you do well, you will be accepted. But if you don't do well, sin lies at the door. This was a warning from God. God knows all that is and was and is to come, Jacob. Now, Cain was still angry that his sacrifices didn't garner respect from God, so he lashed out at his brother. You see, the way Cain saw it, the only way he could get at God was to remove his source of favored sacrifices. Do you understand? I think so. Cain killed his brother to get at God. Excellent job. Precisely. Cain killed his brother to get at God. Now, what could Cain have done differently? Why are you telling me this? What could Cain have done differently? I suppose he could have asked God why he had so much more respect for Abel's sacrifices. Not just asked, but learned from what God told him. Exactly right, Jacob. You're a very bright boy. Let's look at your situation, Jacob. You are the eldest of two brothers. As I'm sure you've heard, you've got a lot of people who think you're unfit to rule, who think your brother is better for the job. They give him respect and you none. The difference is, you're on top here. You're more or less destined to the throne. God knows what you will choose to do, but you must choose for yourself. Will you step down gracefully and give the throne to your more qualified brother? Learn what makes him more qualified and try to embody these qualities. Or do nothing and watch your inherited kingdom fall. And that's my cue to leave. I wish you luck, young prince. I hope to see your nation thrive regardless of who it's under. But wait, what do you mean?
Thank you for listening to Everlasting Beholders, Episode 2, Frustrations. This episode was written by Alex Olson and J.V. Torres, and is a production of Alex Olson. Xanth is Caitlin Newcomer. Aphelion is Kristen Harris. Yuda is Bryce Funkhauser. Gabriel is Alex Olson. Jacob is Dominic Notero. King of Silas is J.V. Torres. Like what you hear? Listen to The Rise of King of Silas, the universe we're so kindly butting into. Art by Russell Hutchins. Any comments, questions, email us at emptypodcast at gmail.com, our sister podcast. Check her out at emptypodcast.wordpress.com. Everlasting Beholders will return in a month. Log 822431. Damn it, they checked the crash site. Wonder what took them so long. I didn't mention it in my logs because I assumed I was just being cautious, but I rigged the site in case they showed up. Apparently Yuta came by. I'm running off limited info here, so I can't be sure, but it's most likely him. Xantha's busy being a well-watched, high-ranking secretary. Meanwhile, Yuta is a nobody-Tibetan monk. Yuta's the only one of the pair that would have time to do a recon mission. I'm camping right now. Got a remote notification that my airspace had been breached. I set up a simple hologram disguising the interior and hoped he wouldn't look inside and see the wire work I've been doing. I'd heave the recovery box out in plain sight shortly after the crash to take readings off of it, so that should be all he went for. According to the ship, he's still there. I've had it on low power mode to save my energy. Probably saved my cover, too. They didn't pick up a flaring reactor. As soon as they entered the airspace, I closed all the vents. As long as he doesn't look too closely, he'll think my body was vaporized on impact. That or that I was never with the ship to begin with. 
Knowing Yuda, he's pretty focused. I should be worried about my cover. Worst case scenario, I'm forced to consider the ship a loss. My real saving grace here? This little invention. Nobody's been able to miniaturize the Higgs space inhibitor before me. It was fairly simple once I got a low-power method worked out. Built it right into my body. I told the others, but right now it's the only thing keeping me hidden from them. Speaking of hidden, man, this American king has some demons. Literally. This Beale's character, interesting to be sure. I decided to examine him during one of his many night terrors. Surely there's something I can do to help him out, right? Maybe it's a miswiring in his amygdala, causing childlike evolutionary responses. Well, as it turns out, it isn't that at all. No, it's something extraordinary. Non-native. I took a glance at his mind-space interactions. The N5 potential was negative. That is to say that somehow the mind-space was interacting with him. I've never seen anything like this before. It's almost like a nearby mind was reaching out to him. But the only nearby minds were my own and his wife's. And I'll be damned if it was me. Silas talks during these terrors, too. He sounded like he was arguing with Beals. From what I've put together, Beals is the character he's put together in his head that's controlling the monster group, another mask he's applying to the leaders of enemy nations. I believe it was detailed in Log 822429, but I'll detail it again just briefly. He's convinced that this group wants to overthrow his country from the inside. Which makes sense. I'm sure that the rest of the world sees fit to take his country down without might. Asylus has already shown himself formidable in command. The nation should know not to even bother trying to start a war for fear of loss. They'd win, surely, but the collateral damage would be immense. Asylus would be sure of that. No, to avoid great loss, they'd try and bring him down from within. If I were to do it, I'd be manipulating his sons, putting the weaker one in power. Then I'd wait. It'd be simple enough. The question is, how are they supposed to get the weak son in power? A mole would be the easiest way. I'll do a sweep of his trusted to be sure none of them are weasels. I'd like to make it apparent in my logs that I'm not doing this for a Silas himself. No, I'm doing it for myself. If I'm to get off this rock and back to the depths of space where I belong, I'll need resources. If I'm going to get those, I need a Silas to trust me. And to make a Silas trust me, I need to help him. Anything I do will be the right thing to do, so I'm not worried. Fixed or parallel, anything I do to this timeline won't affect my existence. So I'll do what I can to protect Asilus's. End log.